0: You're listening to Boots
1: to Biz with Army veterans, Teresa Huntley and Veronica tonight. Tactical lessons for today's entrepreneurs.
2: We're out.
0: Well, hello, 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 and welcome to our episode of Boots to Biz. And today we have a guest with us. We are talking about networking for your business. Uh, making sure that you can network your biz. And Teresa, tell us what you got going on this week. Good to see you.
1: Yeah, you too. Hey, everybody. Um, So much, so much. We are in the last five weeks of our school year. So as you know, I've got three children, one in high school, one in middle school, one in elementary school. So we've got a lot of moving pieces. And we're like pre-planning summer vacations, you know, all, all of that. Um, and yeah. then my husband, you know, recently got a promotion. So he's been um, driving all over middle Tennessee. So some days I see him and some days I don't get to see him because he's driving, driving, driving. Um, so, and business wise, I mean, um, we're coming into the end of the month. So this is where we help everybody cross that finish line in um reaffirm their goals and not give up on themselves. This is where as leaders and entrepreneurs, where the rubber meets the road, because it's so easy to give up and say, we're going to do it next month. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. The key is to really dig in. So that's what I've got
0: going on. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know, I was just going to say that's where the rubber hits the road, right? (laughs) Took the words right out of my mouth because this is the time. And, um, you know, some of us choose to just go on vacation at the end of the month. Um, That's you know, part of being a business owner. We can do that if we want. <laughs> um, but I do have a cruise coming up. Uh, really excited about it flying out this afternoon and heading out to Cozumel. But, um, you know, it, it's been planned. It's been on the books. We've postponed it a few times. It's like, we got to do it. And I need to disconnect. And that's something that we might want to touch on a little bit today, because we do have someone who can really help us with some of this today as our guest. And our guest, uh, Lindsay Benton. We're super excited to have her with us. She's a friend of mine. We met a few months ago um, because she is part of an amazing nonprofit organization called the Yellow Ribbon Fund, and it's for veteran caregivers, which are usually oftentimes spouses of veterans, and it's a great support organization for those spouses slash caregivers of our nation's veterans, and male and female. You know, Teresa and I are both. Uh, Army veterans ourselves and so it can go either way and we just appreciate all that you do for that Lindsay. you're also a licensed professional counselor candidate and working on wrapping up your LPC and uh yes girl so you can help us learn about disconnecting a little bit today too as we need <laughs> as we go into that theme of the of the podcast today but um we do appreciate your service as a military spouse now for 17 years, military and veteran, now spouse, and you yourself being a veteran caregiver. So thank you so much for all you do. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And Lindsay is here in Colorado Springs with me as well. So we get to see each other quite a bit and do some fun events together. And a lot of what she does as the event coordinator for Yellow Ribbon Fund is she goes out and she puts together these incredible events for the the caregivers so that and me included so we get to go and have these wonderful getaways and you know these different um fun events I've been to one at a cryotherapy type place where you get to in the cryo chamber and and they pay for all of that that's what her job is is to make sure she gets the fundraising taken care of gets the connections where we can get I'm sure that there's some pretty good deals that you have to go out there and, and get to be able to do this and, and have the funds to pay for everybody. Um, you also get donations from people. Uh, so you're up there networking all the time, making those contacts, um, because running a nonprofit is very similar to running a business. I mean, it's basically the same thing, right? So so that's why we really wanted you on here today to talk about some of those skills that you've implemented in the networking side of it as well. So uh, Teresa, I know you probably have some fun things you want to start off with. I have some fun things I want to talk about as well when it comes to, um, when I say networking, what is that for, right? What is that for? Well, that's getting new leads for your business. It all turns into into the profit, right? At some point, or for Lindsay's case, into the, uh, the event that can happen or the donations that come in. So Teresa, what do you have to add to that?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, just in general, if you're not networking, you're not really growing, right? Uh, the more you network, the more you make those connections with other humans out there, and you align your forces. Um, that's how you're really gonna essentially scale your your business, your enterprise. Um, so, and the if you think about it this way, the right connection can really unlock, like this greatness in your future it only takes that one person um that could lead you to that massive success so leave no stone unturned for sure um i think that the the biggest thing for me is when i'm out there and meeting new people and i'd love for both of you to to weigh in on this Um, I primarily focus on the connection that I'm making with them. What do I have in common with them? I hear a lot of times from other business owners or entrepreneurs that, you know, when they go out and they meet new people, they don't know what to say. They have their business cards ready, but they don't know what that elevator speech is. They don't have their unique value proposition, you know, which sets them apart, right? And without that, well, then how are you going to attract the right kind of people, to you, right? So you really got to do the hard work to know who you are. So that way you can start attracting those right people. Um, And by what you say it with your words, then you are going to uncover, is this my person? Like, are we um, aligned? Can we align forces? Um, So that's what I do. Predominantly, we find that common ground. Um, I like to use a real estate example, because it's the easiest one. um, And a lot of people can relate to it. So if I'm standing at an open house, and I have three families walking in, how do I decide which one I want to spend the most time with? Well, some of those immediate questions that I ask them, or visually, what do I see in them? You know, do I have are they married? Do they look like they're married? They have rings on their finger. Do they have children? I have children, right? So I, I try to find that common ground immediately, um, you know, and that's who I choose to talk with out and about and how I network. So i love to know your thoughts.
0: Yeah, you know, I was listening to um, uh, Master P. He was on uh, with mm-hmm. Ed Milet not too long ago, and he was talking about, he said, look, everywhere I go, I'm always talking about business. I'm always like, You know, some people are like, I don't want to talk about business tonight. I don't want to this. I don't want that. But no, you should always talk about your business. Always, always, always. It's just, it's who you are when you're out at an event, when you're out, you know, um, when I'm on vacation, even I know I'm disconnecting when I'm on vacation, but I also know I'm going to find my next two offspring directors while I'm on vacation. Okay. So (laughs) I might not be connected to the, to the Facebook and the Instagram and all of that, or to my phone, but I'm going to be connecting with people. That's what I'm going to be doing. And once you connect with people, you build those relationships. Like you said, find that thing that you have in common, build that relationship. That is where you're going to, that's how you build. That's how you do it. It's all about relationship building. You know, this isn't about just hard sales, hard sales, hard sales. This is about building those Solid relationships. Lindsay, I know you have to do this all the time with what you do, going out, building those relationships with different companies, with business owners to want to give you free stuff, right? Or good deals on things, right? So tell us how you do that. Well, I
2: love just having a positive mindset um, and I just go for the ask. I don't really hesitate. I don't have shame because it's for other people. It's in the end, it's not for myself. Um, And I know the impact it makes in other caregivers lives. And so I have very uh, just confidence and boldness for them and for people that can't get out there and speak for themselves and really have trouble asking but I just feel like you know what this is going to be great no matter what because at least I'll get to meet them as a friend and even if they say no I'm not sad it's like okay great to know you and that's fine next person no problem and I love to share everything and just be honest and authentic and yeah, and I love that when we just connected, you were out working your business, and then I was like, "She's awesome." I just love, it. and then you told me you're a veteran. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Even more. Look at you, like amazing. And I love Mary Kay, and so I just felt like this is such a great person. And then, and I was like, then I found out you're a caregiver too. Oh my gosh, you are like, please come in my. I want your energy in my group. I love it. She's already connected me with so many great resources and just people with um, that awesome fundraiser we just had over the weekend, and so. You never know what is going to yeah. happen.
0: That's a great example. <laughs> that is a great example. And I even did some social media posts using that as an example about does networking work? Yes, it works. Look at what happened here. So um, I met you and Heather probably around the same time uh, because I was at an event. At a, I was supporting another woman in business uh, by having a vendor type table at her, uh, her office, her office. Uh, MediSpa, it's a MediSpa, and met you there, and then around the same time, my insurance agent, she's my farmer's insurance agent, female-owned business again, she introduced me to Heather, who owns the boutique that we were at this past weekend, and somehow we all ended up back at the Spa together for an event, supporting that event, I introduced you and Heather (laughs) And then the next thing you know, you're having this big fundraiser at Heather's Boutique. I love it. It's amazing. It, it, just it amazing. makes me so happy. Yeah, it makes me so happy. Time, yeah, the girl
2: time is just invaluable too. Just having, it was wonderful. So I love the heart.
0: And, and with that, you the the money comes in, the sales come in, it all happens. But what we're really focused on is helping others. And being there for others, and what we're putting back out in the world, right? And being able to connect you and Heather and make that work made me just feel amazing that you know I could pitch all together and and see where that goes. And in the meantime, other great things happened because of that. And that's what I want people to realize: it's really the more you put out there in the world, the more that comes back. So it's not always the end state being, okay, how am I going to quantify this? How am I going to monetize this? Sometimes you work with your heart to help others, and then it just comes back to you. And I love that piece of it. Uh, But I do want to give some really, really like, let's get down to business here. Like, what are we doing here? Like, let's give you some one, two, threes, okay? I like bullet points. Let me give you some bullet points. So there are some different ways that I love to network. I love to network through social media. Huge on social media. That's one of my biggest areas to network. I love to network in person. You know, that's, that's another natural feel for me. Um, Teresa, are there any particular ones that you absolutely love to do? Sounds like, you know, open houses with real estate obviously is a great place, right? Because they're coming to you, which is a great thing. Um, And then how, what other things are you doing with real estate and with your Mary Kay business?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some of my biggest sources of networking is my current client base. Um, Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. learning how to tap into them and again you fall back on this relationship that you have with them and I think what's really made me successful I've tr- I sat down a couple weeks ago and I just did this big you know where you do a brain map and you like all of the things that make you unique and, and special. And I realize I have, uh, I come across very genuine and authentic. When you meet me, um, if I ask people, well, what was your first impression of me? They always say, well, you're so sweet. And I'm like, am I? <laughs> Maybe yes. tell my husband that. Can you, can you tell my husband that? <laughs> and my kids. Um, but I, I come across authentic and genuine because I have a genuine curiosity about that other person. So uh, it doesn't come across judgmental. And so much of um, our society can be so polarized by, you know, like what political affiliation or what religious affiliation, right? Those bigger topics, they're very polarizing. And I never come at them like, oh, you know, judgmental. I'm like, oh, tell me more about that really, that's interesting. You know, I'd love to know more, right? And when you do that, you create and establish this connection. So with my current customer base, I just, I know a lot about them. So I'm able to bring those similarities and say, this is what I'm looking for. And like how Lindsay said, that ask, that ask is so important. You can't be afraid of that. Confidence in asking comes from knowledge of them and your product or whatever service you're offering. You know, one thing that you said, Lindsay, was, like it's not about you and it's 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 really about this organization and these caregivers and getting awareness out there and whether they say yes or no doesn't matter. it's the same thing, right? So having that ability to kind of look at it four dimensionally and um, it's so much easier to go into your customer base and be like, hey, you know, do you know anybody that, you know, could benefit from either these products or this, this company, right? And you never know what they're going to say. A lot of times they're like, actually, I was just thinking about you. Really? Well, then why didn't you text me, right? If I had not asked, then I would never have, I would never have gotten it. So.
0: Absolutely. And and I'll say Lindsay does that quite a bit. I mean, that's how she gets a lot of her connections is, you know, when she's talking to one business owner, who do you know that could, or do you think they would, or, you know, and that is the beauty of it all, putting those pieces together. Um, I want to jump to uh, social media. Well, actually let's go back because you talked about the unique, your unique value proposition and, you know, what you have to offer whenever you first meet someone and, and kind of what you say. Let me tell you what, what I used to do. Okay. <laughs> Maybe what not to do. So as a woman, I always led with this ultra masculine energy, um, mm. especially whenever I'm talking to men or in any situation and someone says, well, what do you do? I gave them my resume. I, I just, and I did this and then I used to do this. And then before that I did this and I'm a, I'm also an army veteran. And I'd blah blah, blah blah blah, Like, it just, is, it's like, they were like, I didn't need your whole resume, you know? And I, it actually took a, and I was in a relationship um, years ago and and he pointed that out. He said, I feel like every time we go anywhere, like all you do is you just give your resume to people, like there's more to you than that. And it really, mm-hmm. wow. It made me think about it, you know? So, so I love just having kind of one thing and then let them ask more questions, Right. Let them be the ones to ask questions because there's a little bit of intrigue there. So I always say I coach, teach and mentor. Business. Sorry, I don't say it like that. I say I coach, teach and mentor women in business through my Florida Life organization. And just kind of keep it simple mm-hmm. and then let them ask, well, what is that? What is Florida Life? And oh, glad you asked. Thanks. You know, and then I go into the details about what we do. So, and I only answer the questions that they ask. And then I ask them questions, you know, and then I want to hear more about them. Like Teresa said, you want to, you know, ask them, be curious about people, being honestly and genuinely curious will take you so far. Mm -hmm. And to also, another thing I've had to learn in more recent years is how to listen to really listen and understand, not listen to respond. Yeah. Part of that comes from being a journalist. And so I even have to, I had to work on this in my personal relationships too, because my background as a journalist has me doing very rapid fire questions mm-hmm. and already prepared in my head. Right. Cause you typically you have questions kind of already written down or prepared in your head before you go into an interview and I would rapid fire. I, and I'm good at, Asking those probing questions after the previous one as well. But before they can even finish their sentence, I'm in the next question. So that became a whole new thing for me because people do not feel valued. (laughs) They don't feel like you're just genuinely curious. They think you're in an attack, you know, whenever you ask that way. And I never meant it as an attack in relationships or just in general in business, but I really had to work on that. So not sure if anybody has any certain. Training in the past, maybe someone who, um, like a police officer or something, you know, going into business, they're used to asking questions a certain way too. So you may have to kind of retrain how you ask those questions.
1: Mm -hmm. But I almost think that having military ties between all of us, you know, when when you're service connected, right? So your spouse is in, or you served, like in the military, when a problem arises like you, you're you kind of forced to sit in it for a little bit, right? And the ability to be able to sit in it and then choose to problem solve your way out of it, like that is the development of grit. And why when, you know, like it's interesting when Lindsay said that she found out, you know, more and more about you and then she found out you served and then she found out, right, all these different things. It's interesting to me that when we find other veterans and, you know, vet, uh, female veterans, like we always lean in because we know we've got this similarity. We know that um, they've had to sit in their their problems for a minute and life has not always been easy. And they're probably more resilient and have more grit than, you know, a lot of the the population that's out there. So anyways, just my two cents on that.
0: Yeah, good point on that too, for sure. I mean, it is almost like, it's like a, like you are almost like related once <laughs> when you meet another veteran, right? It's yeah. like, oh, we're related. Okay. We're family. Okay. You're good. We're good. Like, it's just yeah. this automatic, like family type feel to it. Almost yeah. like sororities, you know, when one sorority sister meets another one, it doesn't matter if they were at the same college or not. They're like, i sister, you know, and similar to what we do in our Mary Kay business too. <laughs> we're, we're all like, if you it's kind of a joke, but like they say if you get a flat tire anywhere in the u s, just you know, contact a Mary Kay consultant and she and her husband will come help you, you know, so or she will you know she don't need her husband, but you know uh, um, but she and or her husband, let's put it that way. Let's make it very politically correct there so uh, so anyway, um but yeah, it's just it's like a family anywhere you go, and I love that too about that military. we we kind of have it in a few different places with what we do, yeah. Yeah. So. so,
1: Lindsay, I'm curious in, in the nonprofit, what are some ways that you um, network and get yourself out there?
2: Oh, well, definitely a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, we don't really advertise too much, but, you know, in, at vet centers, VSO, you know, Mount Carmel is in a, an area, it, it's a actually facility in Colorado Springs. Um, so it's kind of like a hub, a resource hub. So I love to put literature in that, trifold brochures. Um, I'll just go and straight up, uh, who's the manager, who's the supervisor, hey, <laughs> you know, um, and just, I have fun with it, actually, because it's this challenge, and I love, I'm like you, I love that you said about curiosity, I am curious about what does this stand for, what is this nonprofit about? about, um, and then how can we benefit and max our donation dollars, how can we maximize the benefits for all the recipients, and um, definitely social media is a huge thing as well. We also have a national chronicle, that goes out it's almost like a monthly bulletin so we feel connected even though a lot of us are in different states um and then the caregivers within the different states get that as well so we just try to have it look really fun and attractive and we also provide resources so there's something for everybody in all age groups so we don't like to single out one era or not i don't know if that makes sense but like there's mm-hmm. like 9-11 and post 9-11 for people that don't know. <laughs> so yeah, just different things. So Got it.
0: Yeah, And you include all is what you're saying. You include everybody.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We don't think, oh, because they're too old. They might be 80 years old. Well, they're absolutely welcome. We'd love to see them in our group, you know, but we have some that are, you know, 17 year old brides <laughs> that are in the group and caregiving for a wounded spouse. So it's, it's amazing. The variety, actually, I don't think I have a 17 year old, but personally, but another chapter to, so, but it's just nice. And, um, I feel like I'm more connected as a team and it's just more exciting that way to not feel like you're on an Island by yourself.
0: Mm That's great. I do want to jump into some social media. Um, you know, some specifics that I do on social media, you know, it's kind of my bread and butter. So um, and maybe I don't know what Lindsay. You know, we'll talk about what you're doing, Teresa. I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Did you have something you wanted to no, say? No, no, no. It's
1: okay. No, no worries.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I found with social media now, if you're in business, um, I know with Lindsay. So Lindsay, you do a great job of kind of blending with your uh, with your nonprofit and your personal on your own personal platforms that you have, and which is perfect because that is one of the things that I actually teach. Um, I teach a ratio when you do your posting on Facebook. Because what happens is people are really, they already love you and follow you and trust you for something before the business. So for me, for instance, it was that I was a veteran. It was also that I had this burn pits lung disease and I won the first case in U.S. history linking that, you know, the lung disease to the burn pits. So people followed me for that. More for the medical advice, not that I give advice, I mean, not like a doctor, but like just what I've been through, like what did you have done, that kind of thing. So I've been very transparent about all of that. So they followed me for that. Then I went through this whole bodybuilding competition era of my life and they followed me for that. And then I had, you know, a massive weight loss at one point where I went from very much obese to pretty fit, you know, earlier days when Facebook first got started. And so they follow me for that. So I've kind of built a following over the years for other things. And so, come, that's what I want people to think about: is what do people already, you know, like you for? What do they follow you for? What interests them about you? Do you, um, are do you so? Do you, maybe. Love to garden. That's a great thing. Gardening. Do you have puppies? Puppies are always great, just saying. Um, I'll follow anybody with puppies. Uh <laughs> do you you know follow a particular fitness routine? Those types of things. So start thinking about what makes you uniquely you. Okay. And think about what makes you attractive to others. And I don't mean attractive like you know, you look hot. I mean attractive like they're interested in you and what you do, okay. Um, And then you want to focus on that more than you do the business side of the posting. Okay, so keep the personal side going. And I have a ratio. It's called four to one. And this is maybe for someone who's just maybe posting. We'll we'll do like for a week. Okay, a four to one in a week. What does that look like? Well, that would be four posts during the week that had to do with just your personal life. Well, Veronica, I'm a private person. I don't put that out there. Okay. Go make up something. Okay. I don't care. Just make, (laughs) (laughs) make up an alter ego life. Okay. Whatever you got to do, but you got to have some interest too. you know, there's got to be something and it doesn't have to be when people say I have this, I'm, I'm very private. Usually that means they don't like people knowing all about their personal business and that, well, I'm not asking you to put your like drama out there and I'm not asking you to put your, that kind of stuff. I mean, Showing you in the garden is not a big deal, okay? Like, that is not going to get you a stalker. Well, maybe, like, celery stalk. Huh, that's a whole joke. That's a bad, really bad joke. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm literally going to post a meme that says, uh, there's all this celery at the front door. I have a stalker. Anyway. Okay. Um, moving on. <laughs> so you would have four posts about your personal life. It could be pictures of your dogs. If you don't have a family, you don't have anybody, go take the neighbor's, I'd take pictures of the neighbor's dog, something, you know, something to be more of your personal type posts. Then you would have two posts mixed in there that kind of combine your personal with your business. So for me, I sell makeup and skincare and all of that. So it might be me putting on my lipstick, heading to the gym or doing a tutorial for a quick out the door look when I'm heading to the gym. See, I'm mixing a little bit of both, right? Maybe I'm walking the dogs and I go live and I talk about um, I'm so glad that I did my, uh, my finishing spray today being out here and it's hot and sweaty or whatever, you know, like there's different ways that you can do that, right? So you're walking the dogs, you're talking about your finishing spray and how it's nice and, you know, it's keeping your makeup on and it's not melting off when it's hot outside. It's definitely not how, where we are, but that's a totally different story. Um, we're definitely, and we're in Colorado where it's still snowing anyway, but moving on. Um, and then you would have one post that is asking for the sale. Now, asking for the sale looks different depending on what your business is. If your business is just product-driven, then it's going to be that product piece of it, right? If you need to hire new people for your business or if you're into team building for your business, you could have one of those more recruiting-type posts, okay? Um, And those can look different based on whatever platform they're on. So if the platform is your personal your personal page and you want to keep it a little more um, you know, depending on your company. Sometimes if you have an overarching company like we do with our Mary Kay Cosmetics, we have some legal things that we have to stay in just because of the FPC. So we're not going to ask certain questions like out there and on certain platforms, but we might ask for the sale differently in our private VIP groups that we have. So those could look a little different, but it could really be the same post, just with a different twist to it. So there's a lot of repurposing going on. So it doesn't like have to be All new stuff everywhere all the time. You can repurpose from platform to platform, but you're still following that four to one ratio. Four that are personal posts to two that mix your personal and your business to one that's just asking for the sale. Well, I post more than that, Veronica. I'm more than once a day poster. Okay. Four to one ratio can be in a two day period, in a three day period, in a one day period, whatever it works for you. So hopefully that is something you can solid take away from this as far as your social media goes. Another way, and then I'm going to ask y'all for some feedback on that. Another way that I like to meet people on social media. Well, let's go back to the posting themselves. Like, what is that all about? How's that networking? When people start to comment on your posts, when they start to like it or love it, that's when you've realized you have new leads. Now, those become your new leads. Okay. Or if they're current clients, then you can upsell from there. Right. Or you can talk more on the team building if that's what you're into, whatever it is. Right. So, those become your new leads. And I love to send, um, you know, a, a, a direct message to the person and say, you know what? I really appreciate all of your engagement on my post. Are you interested in hearing more about my business or were you just, you know, giving me some support? Give them an opportunity, you know, to answer that. Right. So I can give you the actual exact, exact script that I have here. And it's literally a script. I just change it out with their name. And so um to make sure that I keep it very uh, personalized and I'll get to that in just a second. Um, but I do like to, you know, personalize it for the person. And, you know, like, let's say her name is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for loving my post earlier today hey, just wanted to ask you, are you just giving me some support or would you like to hear more about what I do? Boom, super simple, right? And then you can engage, engage, engage with those people. Those are now your new leads. So what do y'all think about that? Teresa, I know you do this. Is this something that you utilize a little bit, Lindsay? Yeah,
2: that's great. I love your formula. That's amazing. (laughs) I need to, I wrote that down because- that would be very effective.
0: Yeah. What it does is it stops you from like hammering people constantly with just sale pitch, pitch, pitch. I got a deal for you. I've, I need your help. Blah, blah, blah Like people, they'll turn you off. They will not keep engaging. They will not keep looking and they will probably unfollow you at some point. If all you're doing is, you know, hammering them with the sales pitches, you know, and That's even in our own VIP groups where people join it because they know that it is about the business product and some of those things. If you just hammer it nonstop, they're going to walk away and maybe even silence your group. You know, not they'll turn off their notifications, whatever it is. So we want attraction marketing. We want people attracted to us, but don't expect that just because it's attraction marketing and you're doing all of this, that they're going to like, Come knocking at your door as well. I mean, you've got to engage back. If they like something, if they love something, you've got to engage back and get the conversation going and realize that just became your next lead. Teresa, what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I and you know we go back and forth. um some days you take a lot of notes, and some days I take a lot of notes. Um, I put a lot of effort into. Um, developing my social media on you know Facebook and Instagram are my two primary channels that I do. And I have a very large customer group and I've kind of um, uh, done it the bumpy way of figuring this out what is that perfect combination? And I've lost people, but I've gained people and then I've lost people and then I've gained. And if I go back and I evaluate, I'm like, oh, during that season, I I did post probably too much. Too many asks, right? And less about me. Um, so I, I think it's really, really solid advice. And it gives people those, you know, like one, two, threes. Okay, but it's not one, two, three, it's four, two, one. <laughs>
0: you <know? laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And Lindsay, I know you do this a lot too, because you have a connection with what you're doing with your nonprofit, right? So you not only are you out there trying to get the donors and the events coordinated you're also looking for new members and and explaining what that's about so you do this as well because you are a veteran spouse and caregiver so you have that connection so tell us a little bit about how you work within that to recruit new members to your organization
2: well I kind of can I usually think back on my how I was struggling um, before when I had really not many resources. I didn't have many friends. I was just focusing on helping my family, helping my especially my husband after surgeries, hospitalizations, his depression well in turn you get depressed and i really felt like yellow ribbon when i was a recipient for a short time it was it was just such an outlet for me and i had something to look forward to put something positive on the calendar so i think of women in that role like that are down and out they're just not connected and i just kind of want to bring them into the family and just kind of love on people and like that's just my heart and so i feel like that makes work not work it makes it easy it's just a relationship like you were saying And um, it just, I get joy from it. And so even though I'm outpouring, it's feeding, it's filling my cup too. (laughs) So, and just kind of just going for it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, and part of that, what you're really saying is that you are transparent to a point, you know, obviously it's not about let's let let me throw up all my drama on you, you know, no, (laughs) it's transparency (laughs) and through empathy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And just building that connection. And and I think it's it's somewhat of a vulnerability, but vulnerabilities build relationships. And once you show somebody a little piece of that vulnerability, that that there's a trust built with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be taken overboard, okay? Where it's all of a sudden I'm gonna tell you every last dirty detail that you didn't even want to know. <laughs> what I prefer to see people do. Is the brief overview version, <laughs> you know, like that for me, um, I'm, you know, a survivor of 13 years domestic violence marriage. That's all I got to say. Seriously. Seriously. I, I can relate with you because I was in a domestic violence marriage for 13 years. That's it. That made me a little vulnerable, right? It was a brief overview and it just connected. Oh yeah. I've been in the ICU a few times.
2: Huh? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was just saying, just sharing that one sentence brings so much hope because you just open the door then for their own grief and they can enter
0: into that space and you can share that together. And it's, it's profound. Thank you. And same with the, the lung stuff, right? I don't have, I mean, some people want the dirty details if they're really interested because they've been, they, they're they going through it or whatever, right? I mean, there's a purpose for that sometimes, but it's, you know, oh yeah, I've been in the ICU, you know, several times and, you know, but I, look at me now, you know, like it's, it's, you can say it without it. You're not being a victim in how you're saying it to be vulnerable without being a victim. That's the key to that. Because mm-hmm. do I look like a victim or sound like a victim to anyone? No, I don't think I portray myself that way. I can tell you what I've been through because I've been through it. I'm not in it. It's probably not the time to do it when you're in it, because then it's a little more emotional and you might go down the rabbit hole a little bit more. So it's better to talk about all that when you're through it and you're powerful. And then you can really relate with people. I'm not saying lie about what, you know, but you know what I'm talking about when everything that everyone, that this one person posts every single day is about some drama that they're going through. You know, you're like, I just can't keep following them, you know? (laughs) why would i I trust them why would i trust them with my money (laughs) if they're kind of unstable you know so
2: brought so much healing though already
0: just sharing with our
2: caregivers in the group and it's been profound so thank you for being so honest to them because you've really helped help so many people already and we have Mm -hmm. several survivors of domestic violence in our group and Major health issues as well, and so you're just so positive. You're like our coach, our group coach, and you know?
0: so
1: thank you for that. It's amazing. Well, thank
0: you. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Um, I you know, that. it's
1: I I'd like to speak to this as well. Um, it, it's interesting, and this is a slight bit off topic, but um, we've already stepped in, and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and cannonball all the way in, Veronica. You're just an amazing woman, and I'm I'm so thankful to have you. In my life as, as my sister, as my friend, um, you know, like we're in the same industry, we have a lot of the same past. However, I, I, when I describe you, I'm like, she's the yin to my yang, like we're very different, the way we um, show up is very similar, but how we kind of carry things out is is very different in my opinion. And um, those that are listening, I've been really going through something these last couple of weeks, and I've um, only shared it with a, a couple of people. And Veronica said something to me this last week, and it was so profound because I couldn't see it. Because sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you know, you're in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the fog, Um, you know, you know, like when you wake up in the morning, you walk outside on your front doorstep and you can't see your neighbor's house because the fog has really set in. That doesn't mean that your neighbor's house isn't there anymore, right? You just can't see clearly. So sometimes it takes somebody on the outside, right? That's over there at your neighbor's house, you know, calling to you and kind of showing you the way. And what she did was she said, Tracy, you're really taking an emotional response to this. Why are you so emotional about this? And I was like, oh, I am. I don't normally lead with my emotion like that. And um, she gave me some really practical tools. And I'm going to share this, Veronica, because it, like, I literally, when she told me to do this, when we hung up the phone, I went immediately and made a note in my phone. And I've pulled it out numerous times. And I've shared it with so many people because it's life-saving. She said. You just title it in your phone emergency and mine is emergency how to stop spiraling because we get to these points when we're super emotional and something has happened and our mind starts to spiral and then everything, the sky is falling. This isn't for me. Why am I doing this? As an entrepreneur, we have a lot of moments like this, right? When we know we should be out there networking, but we just cannot because we feel paralyzed. So she said, what works for you? What can bring you back to center? Because every person is different. So what I wrote down is different than what she does. Um, But I wrote down, I have to listen to something positive. So I went ahead and I found my two favorite YouTube um, clips of trainings. And they happen to be by Tony Robbins. He has the ability to like snap me right back in and center me. So I put links to them. So it says emergency, how to stop spiraling. Number one, listen to something positive, click here. (laughs) Number two, did that not work? Listen to this one. Number three, take a bath or a cold shower. Number four, do some breathing exercises. And she taught me this as well, four, seven, eight, right? And she can explain uh, breathing exercises in a little bit. Number five, go for a run, go exercise. And then number six, for me, you know, like, am I praying? do I need to fast about this, right? Because if there's some big strongholds, the only way that I know how to break through strongholds that have connected to me is through prayer and fasting. So this literally, and then on the bottom, I wrote, she dries her eyes and she rises again. No joke. This is this is my emergency and I've pulled it out and I, every day I'm getting stronger and I'm getting better. And I hope that helps you. If you don't have an emergency note in your phone, when you start to spiral, do it immediately.
0: I love that. I love that you implemented it and that it's helping you. And um, I call it my emergency toolbox. Um, for me, it's a hot shower. Something about just the warm and the shower, the water hitting me, it just pulls me out of whatever it is. That's that's like my, when I'm, ooh, I got to go, sh- I got to go shower. <laughs> and then what was really interesting is the day after I helped you with that, I needed it. And because I helped you, you know, I gave that information to you. It was fresh on my mind. So what did I do the next day when I got the bad news? I went straight to my toolbox and mine is, yeah, like I said, the shower, there's also two Peloton rides that I have saved that I know the number one is the 20 minute. um, It's a new wave ride, 20 or 30 minutes. I don't know. But every song in there, man, it just hits you and it pulls you right out of it. I don't know. It's something about Depeche Mode and The Cure and all them, New Order. They pull me out of the funk, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so probably because they're so much into more funk in the music, you know, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they're, they're kind of dramatic. They're kind of dramatic. Um, so then it makes my drama not seem so bad. And then, if, and then the instructor... The things that she says in it, because she's so positive and really, you know, pulls, you. I mean, it's, it's just such a great, a great little toolbox. And of course the four, seven, eight breathing. So that is very simple. Um, and I'm a big believer in mental health therapy Hint, hint. my friend, Lindsay is here with us today. Uh, she'll be a, she's a counselor and, but I do have a therapist who I go to. And one of the things that she taught me was four, seven, eight breathing. And so you breathe in for four counts. You hold it for seven counts and you exhale for eight counts. And she said, you physiologically cannot go into a panic attack or anxiety mode. If you do that breathing, your body cannot go into it. It just can't. Like It's a physiological response when you do that breathing that it keeps that away. So if you feel like you're going into a panic attack or any kind of panic zone like that, if you start doing that breathing, it will definitely help you. And breathing exercises like that have also helped me with my lung situation. Um, when I had to have a chest tube and wake up from surgery with a chest tube. To be able to know those breathing techniques and to be able to get my breathing under control gets those chest tubes out quicker and get you to heal a lot faster. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that helps anybody else out there with you know medical stuff. But that is something definitely that has helped me that breathing technique and then of course I have books all over the house now some mm-hmm. of them are stacked up cuz I'm traveling but um I have books all over the house that yeah. I've read and that are really powerful for me and I highlight whenever I read because I'm an active reader and so they're all over and if I need I'll go pick, pick up any book and they're they're positioned strategically there's two on the coffee table one on my dresser in the bedroom one literally on the bed since Chris isn't on the bed. (laughs) He's gone. So I got a book there. And then uh, (laughs) that's what I snuggle up with at night. Um, And then I've got one here on my desk. And so I have books strategically placed everywhere that I can go pick up at any moment and just turn to where I see pink highlight and I start reading it. So those are really helpful for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we did go down a different rabbit hole. But that's yeah. why that's why we do this weekly because we have yeah. weekly lessons that we learn and we want to bring it to you.
1: Yeah. And I think that it's super relatable because as other entrepreneurs, I, we know you go through this. We coach hundreds of people a week. Um and like we're constantly dealing with this and constantly giving this advice. So it's very very practical. Um So start implementing some good things in your toolbox to bring you back to center for sure. Um, But I did want to say um, I've been writing some notes just so that way we can give them a, you know, like this is what we've talked about already. So, so far in terms of networking and those lead sources, we talked about social media a little bit. We talked about your current customer base and, um, reaching into it and asking for those referrals or asking for them if you have the type of business where they could host something for you. So you have more exposure to the people that they know, right? Cause imagine each person knows a hundred people. So like you treat that one person like gold truly. And so that way they can open up their group for you to network in and through. Um, but on top of that, I always network through the consultants also that are on my team uh, because, you know, it helps them and it helps me. And she knows all these people. So if I can, um, inside, inside of her to reach deep within her connections, then that exposes me to all of that for both of us, okay? So who do you already have on your team that maybe you could go in and do an appointment with, right? So powerful. Then my last thing that I love to do is it's more of an educational base where I look for ways that I can grow my knowledge and meet people in the process. So it builds my toolbox, um, like classes out in the community, groups that you can join. You know, I'm in um, a Bible study. I'm also in a BNI group. I'm also in this other networking group um, that is um, it's called Execute Hers. Um, you know, women who um, execute um, big in their life, right? They show up big for themselves. So what? way can you go and educate yourself and still connect and network with other people that are like-minded with you?
0: Yeah. One thing I'd like to add to that is collaboration. Oh, good. Yeah. Start collaborating with others. Uh, similar to what Lindsay and I have started doing together. You know, we collaborate together um, and and any woman in business, I love to collaborate with because while, you know, she'll be a great customer, she loves what she's doing. She may not be a team member yet. Uh, you know in the future but maybe in the future but in the meantime it's her connections also that collaboration just brings on a bigger network and a bigger network and a bigger network so don't be afraid to do that
1: you just yeah. find new friends
0: <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and I know Lindsay you've got to get back to your counseling <laughs> sessions that you've got going on but I did want you to take us out with this just because it is kind of um, my theme for the week uh, is the disconnection theme. So again, I said, you know, even though I'm going to disconnect from the phone and all that, I am going to connect more with people. So tell us about that—the value of disconnecting at times, you know—and like this is the first time in years that I've truly disconnected. Well, except for my honeymoon, but it wasn't very long. So, so tell us, what do you think?
2: I think that it's so necessary and important that you take the time for yourself to do that because you can't just keep giving from, like I said, I mentioned the cup analogy, empty cup, you know, you have to fill it up, you have to refocus and what you're what's important to you, because I think you can get off track and that downward spiral, thank you for mentioning that because you know, that's a serious issue and um, you just don't want to get into that red zone at all or even close to it. You want us just stay in the green. <laughs> so how do you do that? Well, you need the break. You have to. And I'm going to Orlando this weekend. So hallelujah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like you got to go when you got to go. So of course, I'm kind of working, but it'll be a lot
0: of fun too. But... And you don't have to go on a cruise or go to Orlando to disconnect either. You can nice. do it at home. If you need to, or you can go on a hike for a day or an afternoon. It doesn't have to be for days and days either. Just find ways to disconnect and regroup. You know, what what do we call it in the, in the army? Um, uh, Rest and R&R. Rest and relaxation. Rest and relaxation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And if it's only an afternoon, it's an afternoon, but build it in. Teresa, take us out for the week.
1: All right, y'all. It's been so great meeting with you. I love you, Veronica. It was so nice to meet you, Lindsay. Thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge. Um, I know I wrote down some really good things and I feel confident that our listeners have also gleaned a lot. And y'all, Look up the Yellow Ribbon Fund and see how you can chip in, right? How can you lend some support to all that they're doing? Because that's why we're having guest speakers on, yes, to learn from them, but also we're stronger together. So please do us a favor and check out the Yellow Ribbon Fund um, and look up our girl, Lindsay. All right, y'all, have a great week. See you next week. Bye-bye. All right, let me start